You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Everybody and welcome. Whoa, my voice super cracked. That was not the microphone that time. Welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. And today, as the title suggests, because we knew it, Mike, we knew we were gonna win today, so I could lean into this. Because <laughs> Mike, we're gonna, I think we're gonna go into the Thanksgiving, like the post-Thanksgiving schedule. We have a game on Friday against the Yotes. You can only assume easy win. Anybody who assumes and uh, less than that is cuckoo pants. But uh, if you're going to that game, uh, shoot me a little at because uh, we can say hello. Because I'm going to be at Little Caesars Arena. Oh yeah. Uh, but basically, what we're getting at here, and uh, we could kind of we could start with slides early. Yes. NHL teams in playoff position on Thanksgiving night. Of course, no games are being played. All the monkeys in the truck have been saving this bad boy. Yeah. Woohoo. Tell him, Chris Jericho. Yeah. NHL teams in playoff position on Thanksgiving night have ended up making the playoffs 77% of the time in the salary cap era. Man. 77. It's almost official. We can talk. We can almost say the P word. Woo! Um, yeah, there was a tweet uh, Prashant Dyer threw out there. At 10-5-4, 24 points, the Wings have recorded their most points in the first quarter of the season since 2014-15. So that's a couple things there. We are through that first quarter of the season. We talked about uh, with Max, like how early can you start to assess this team but that's that's again I, how many times are we going to have this conversation mike we've this will be our third maybe episode dedicated on this but we we're waiting for milestones uh so that's sort of our preview here so i want to get in and say hi to everybody first of all uh our man chewy he's got dialysis tomorrow morning at 5 a.m what a wonderful thanksgiving for chewy uh, so he's missing the chat. You guys go, go follow Chewy on Instagram. Send him some love. Um, he's, he's our boy. He's, he's been around for a while. So this is, uh, it was really bumming me out the other night when Chewy told us what was going on, but, um, go say hi, go connect with Chewy on Instagram. Um, but, um, gotta, uh, there's no easy way to transition out of that, but Jared's aboard. Uh, Ken Young, Bergeron has to be here to stay. He was drafted the same year as Zadina. Uh, no more excuses. Leave the kid where he belongs. Here. Ooh, yeah, Ken, how'd you like that uh, back check in the first period? Ooh, throw some chills uh, up the old spine there, huh? Jared thrown out there. Heronic wants to be our Norris candidate. Yeah, Jared. I'll I take feel it. like uh, the prognosticator of prognosticators uh, for picking him up in fantasy hockey. Uh, let's just not look at the current scores uh, because there's – there's some sort of uh, a glitch or gremlin because I appear to be losing to Matt somehow, even with the heroic efforts of Mr. Heronic and Johnny P, Mr. Performance Art himself. Hello, back at you, bud. Craig's aboard. What a game. That one felt really good. We, ju- we just got a tweet from someone um, a couple minutes ago. Ace Fishing, uh, one of the best games I've seen all year. You know, I, I, this is the third shutout for Huso so far this year. Um, and Ken Daniels, thankfully, uh, helping us generate more content by throwing out, throwing out there, too, that uh, it only had two for St. Louis in those 56 games uh, that he's played as a pro. And, uh, hey, we'll take we'll take the three <laughs> for the, through the first quarter of the season. Um, yeah, um, if you want to talk... Uh, two kind of fun points. One is we can almost use the P word. And the other one, um, apologies to Olmark. This, it looks like we have an all-star uh, goalie on our team. Like, not a not a pretty good goalie. The AB looks like he's making a bid to be an all-star game, man. I think we have 
some other news to discuss too and i have a, also a table. also goalie related yeah uh, uh yeah. i have a table that will go over that uh we have we have a returning super duper star uh <laughs> from last year's team <laughs> just one of the best names in hockey magnus herberg um makes his return uh yeah uh, obviously uh my light squeaky voice had to come back there, but um, we'll we'll talk about Ned and Huso, and I know uh, we've leaned pretty heavily so far this season into reminding everyone that uh, the defense needs to play in front of Nedeljkovic uh, for him to have good numbers, but um, maybe not this bad of numbers. Which uh, we'll take a look at uh, Johnny P. Is he ragging on Nedeljkovic? Nope. Is he ragging on Andrew Kopp? Nope. Johnny P with the classic ripping on our super duper star in the making. Johnny P's comment, Mo looks slow. Now, Johnny, if you're going for the rhyme, I'm all about it. Just, I, I saw a Mo on the power plate today that was creating, was keeping the puck in the zone. I saw Mo today that was laying out Granlin <laughs> like a bag of yeah. dirt. Uh, so it felt I, to me not, honestly. I think you could have made that assessment before last week's episode, but it felt like Mo listened to Red Wings rant uh, because it felt like yeah. he got his first goal. Um, he looked more assertive defensively, plowing into people again, um, making those <laughs> those timely passes on the power play to keep the uh possession um you know where we needed it uh, I, I don't know if he looked slow it looked like he kind of woke up these past couple games looked like he was inspired by uh Heronic looking like our top defenseman insider saying I, I actually actually that's mine right right over here uh, that's right over here but <laughs> uh Jared pointing out there wings just jumped into third over Tampa so I went ahead and pulled up the standings Mike one of my favorite this is some some hockey fans are gonna hate this, but one of my favorite things to call out in the standings, which um, I learned from Puck Soup, which is one of my favorite shows. Mike, I think you can't stand Puck Soup. Is that the? Um, uh, we don't. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, oh, there might be okay. a voice on there that I wasn't a huge fan of, but that's okay. So, so one of their their favorite things to say is fake five hundred, right? Fake five hundred is uh when you have like you're over 500 in points percentage but you've you know like every other sport is like 500 would be your wins and losses measured against each other do you have more wins than losses or are you right at 500 where you have the same amount of wins and losses so in the nhl a lot a lot of teams play with this fake 500 um but mike the wings are 10 and 9 of course 10 5 and 4 um, and of course it is fake 500 on the away side four, three and two, uh, but six, two and two at home. I mean, there's so many things to celebrate here. This is, this is why we have to dedicate not only an episode to celebrating this three to nothing win over a Nashville team that definitely deserved to lose this way. Uh, in my opinion, at least with the, maybe not the way they played today, but, uh, they had a pretty good first period, but the way they've played all season, I was kind of like, all right, let's get this defense, uh, working again, but any whoozles. I mean, this was, um, you back could throw to the in fake... there too, like what, was it a seven game losing streak against Nashville? I mean, this is a team that usually, uh, you know, gets it up when they see that winged wheel on the other nice. side. So yeah, that wasn't uh, even we, one, we definitely uh... Uh, deflated them and emasculated <laughs> them tonight. Uh, those were deflated. Uh, Heroners inflated, everyone? Are we all full salute on our Heroners today? Uh... Mine's at full mass, yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, back to the point of we're we're beyond the fake five hundred. We're not just in the wild card right now. Uh, we don't have like tons of games played more than the other teams. Nope, we're right there with the the Boston's with nineteen games played. Toronto they have that extra game, so who knows what happens there? We we've got Toronto on Monday, Mike. I gotta tell you, if I was Toronto and they just lost Morgan Riley for maybe the rest of the season uh if they're not trading for eric carlson which of course i joke because there's no way they could afford to do that uh mike we could 
Mike, we, we, I mean, Monday. Oh, holy crap. This is like a must-watch hockey game. This is like must-see TV on Monday. Detroit, Toronto. Of course, you always want to see them kick the crap out of Toronto. But, man, oh, man. You got you got uh, the next game against the Coyotes who are trying to, uh, you know, flatline and get the win the Bedard lottery. Right. So, for all intents and purposes... It's obviously not guaranteed, but you know it feels pretty good right now. Um, and then the next game, holy crap! This is huge. This is yeah, like it's, it's it's fun to play these with uh, some actual stakes. Yes. You know what I mean, like to yes. be able to, you know, feel like there there's there's going to be ramifications um, if we win or lose. Like, hey, we can actually climb the standings, or if we lose, god damn it, we really needed this game. <laughs> Um, so it's going to be fun to just not root for, Hey, uh, I'm excited to see some positive growth. No, man, we could start adjusting our seating, um, in the playoffs. I know, yeah, it's, I know it's really early, but we don't, we haven't been able to use the P word in a while. So we're going to maybe use it a few times here in we, the coming weeks. We used it last year, but we were always in like that, you know, wild card bubble playing more games than everyone else. We were always saying like, man, if Nadelkovich wasn't playing his nuts off, we'd be screwed right now. But instead, kind of looked like a normal hockey team. I mean, Huso's playing his nuts off, but our goal differential isn't buried anymore, Mike. We're back up to plus four. Like, you know, like you could look at like look at the Maple Leafs, a plus five. Carolina right. in the wild card spot is a zero. Tampa's a plus three. I mean, everybody's not doing great that's definitely a point somebody could make to my face right now and be like look don't get too excited the rest of the league sucks right now but i mean um, you've got yeah gonna... but i mean okay I, I won't go that far but i mean well let, let's put it in perspective we're not boston we're not new jersey that goal differential for them is uh unbelievable uh this early in the yeah. season um especially boston at plus was it plus 40 good lord yeah. Um, but I mean, for the Red Wings, what we what we were trying to do is, you know, Eisenman's about that elongated, patient plan and climbing that ladder. And this is kind of what we're this is where we should be. The trajectory of this team. You made an offseason investment in a lot of guys. Uh, you know, the Kubi Rubies. Uh, Perron had another good game. Huso, of course, uh, going to be talking about him uh, as many times as we can in this episode. And it it feels like they're paying off. And yeah, you're, you're not, no, you're not like auto, auto Stanley cup contender right now, but yeah, I think you could say you're in that tier where you're in the playoff discussion. I think that's your, your, that's the no, question we're a trying tier, a tier and a half down. That's the crest, the, the question. That's the question we're trying to answer in this episode, right? The Thanksgiving assessment is this feel real like everybody's going to be turning in you know the athletic you know you got tsn sportsnet um does espn have a dedicated hockey show anyway they're all going to be asking these questions that'll be okay here's the standings at thanksgiving and they're all going to say is this what it's going to look like come playoff time and they're all going to point out in the eastern conference there might be an outlier so do we go with the national feel are we too close to the situation or do you do you think there's enough here mike that we can just lean into it and you say yes and that was the question i i, I posed at the start of the show so you don't need to answer it again it kind of sounded like i was asking you again but um damn it all the hell if the question is can we think about playoffs for a little bit can we think about being in these battles? Can we get super stoked for this Toronto game on Monday? Especially, I mean, it's kind of not fair, but with Riley possibly being out for the season, I mean, like Toronto's defense is just a big, oof. It's too bad. Um, they made a trade today to just match up like uh, guys who, who used to play with other guys, I think, in juniors is, is a trade I think I might have seen today. I'm not... I'm I'm not completely versed in in Toronto's uh, transactions on a day to day basis, but something like that happened. So that's like that's the that's how desperate they are to fill out a 
you know, three pairs of defensemen. So we got him, you know? Like, this is it. This is where you could rip the neck out. You just slam it on the ground. Yeah, I mean, um, I think you bring up an important point where um, now you can actually, like, scoreboard watch. You know, that's that's what it's starting to feel like. You can actually pay attention to uh, the ebb and flow of other yeah. teams. But, um, yeah, what's exciting about this season is I, I also feel like, you know, the Red Wings kind of have a plan. Uh, Lalone is, you know, preaching that defense, um, that defense-first mentality, and it's paying off. Um, I think Huso definitely appreciates it, um, you know, getting the extra bodies in front of pucks. Um, yeah, obviously, he's he's playing really well, too. Um, but that mentality does appear to be, you know, it's it's there, there's there's fruit in those loins, Matt. There, <laughs> and that fruit is all over the uh, the standings here. Um, do we already have some comments coming in too? Hey, oh yeah, Casey, we've got a how you doing? Uh, Ken's here. First step to being a good team is to win at least twice as many as you lose. Ten, five, and four. We have arrived. All right, Ken. See, this is where I come in with the fake five hundred thing. I I will caution that excitement because it. I mean, I. I have tried to train myself, Ken, to say 10 and 9. Is that just just me being too meh? Am I being too pissy? All right. Johnny P came back, corrected himself. He wasn't saying Mo looks slow. He's saying Mo looks slow in the mind. I still, again, the things I was talking about before, that he was really quarterbacking the hell out of that power play. Um, And I... I don't know. I, I asked the question actually in the comments, or I'm sorry, in the description of the show, something uh, I wanted to discuss was, is is Mo back? Is I, I was happy enough with what I've seen in these performances. So, um, I don't know, Johnny P. I, I, I got to hear more. I got to hear what you're saying, because I, I, I'm seeing a lot of good. Uh, Jared thrown in there, big question. Does Boston fall off even a little? Um, I mean, that, that, uh, like percentage points, like um, amount of wins per games played, that, that's going to be really hard to, you know, maintain and sustain. So I could see, you know, definitely a drop off, but I, I don't think the Red Wings goal should necessarily be to, um, well, we did mention scoreboard watch, uh, watch Boston necessarily. I kind of yes. feel like they're going to be upper echelon. That's okay. Yes. We're, we're going to muck around with people that are, that are our speed right now and our speed right now is like toronto islanders rangers i wanted to make the point i want boston to have a 900 points percentage or even win percentage i want them i want them to kick the shit out of all these teams in the atlantic (laughs) (laughs) i go ahead have first place take it you can have it boston have fun with that first place i'm i'm rooting for you Kick the shit out of Toronto. Kick the shit out of Tampa. Let's do it. Kick the shit out of Florida. Keep them down there. Keep them buried. Uh, and that'll you keep us in a nice, man, rosy position. You know, I am I am I wrong? Uh, Are we wrong? I just rewatched uh, the Hunger Games, and I kind of feel like the Red Wings are Katniss. We're just going to hide up in a tree. You know, we're not going to be <laughs> necessarily getting right into the fray. Yeah. And at some point, we, you know, coddled Rue. Um, I, I don't know if we, who you want to say that is in our division. And Boston, we just need them to be that, you know, remember when Rue died? The little little girl? Yeah. And then uh, there's an opportunity for uh, Katniss to get killed. And then the other representative from District 11 came and just bludgeoned somebody to death on a spaceship. Yeah. Um, that's Boston. So we appreciate them just destroying other teams and smashing them against spaceships and then saying, all right, that one is for you protecting Rue. And that's it. It's like, cool. Hey, that's cool, Boston. You go your own route, man. We're going to stay over here and hide in the tree. So I, I really <laughs> like this, especially because this tree has us, uh, what, third in the division. And we're right on the heels of Toronto. Uh, Jared throwing out there, stupid Leafs are leading the Devils 2-1, to one, less than two minutes left. Damn it, Devils. You're, you're also supposed to just win out for the rest of the year. Yeah. Oh, it's official. All right, we're we're a couple minutes ah. behind Jared's comments here. Um, wow. Okay. Um, here's another conversation. We've had a lot of disallowed goals against Toronto this year. Is this? 
Do we? I don't know if it's time to get into that or if we just wait to have this conversation when we should have won like seven to three against Toronto on Monday and we lost three to two. Um, so let's save that. But Jared, good call out. Let's keep it in mind. There have been a ton of Zegras goals called back. Just ultimately goals that would make this season so much more ugly for Toronto. Um, and it's just, they're sticking around and it kind of looks like I mean, I'm a Red Wings fan, right? So I, I see what I see. Uh, I see with Red Wing, Rose. Colored glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I see Toronto's having good things happen to them, I'm like, what about all those disallowed goals in the first quarter of the season? And uh, Jared says there were three today. I like good that gravy. you uh, post that a little bit like Jiminy Glick. You, what about all those disallowed goals against all the other teams in your division? Just, yeah. That's, an, but that's it, a reference. But is it three like... too many? <laughs> <laughs> is it a little excessive? Maybe you spread them out so nobody notices. Um, <laughs> that's a reference See? appealing to two people. Yeah. Well, if somebody's a Puck Soup fan, they do that all the time. Well, they used to. That used to be... Greg Wyshynski's, uh bank. All right. Uh, what are we doing? We don't Greg. need to. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Craig throws out there. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Craig. Absolutely. Shooting Craig. back at Johnny. Pew pew. Mo is going to be fine. Craig, I agree. I think it's worth the conversation, like if things look really bad, to say, like, ooh, this season, like we did earlier, like we did with Max a few weeks ago. And Max said, no, he's fine. And then the next day wrote an article. Is Cider in trouble? Anyway, who's counting? Does anybody remember that? Nah, nobody remembers that. Anyway, uh, but what we just called out was like, I don't I don't know if things are going as great as they were last year. Um, that's fine. But to Craig's point, he's getting to Mo is gonna be fine. Also super accurate. <laughs> It's uh, it's one of those things like uh, we've been calling out the most stuff for a little bit, but in reference to, oh boy, is Ben Chirot more work for Mo than maybe we first thought to kind of control how awful the advanced analytics look when uh, comparing how many shots are allowed when Chirot's on the ice. Um, but you know, there's there's those conversations to have, but also you get to talk about too, like we are ten five and four. And we haven't seen the most cider of last year. That's just dominant for, you know, maybe not the first couple of months, but man, Mike, we saw months of most cider just running guys over, scoring goals, setting the power play up left and right for a power play. That was absolute dog shit. So two sides of that conversation. We know Mo is going to be fine and he's going to help improve this 10, five and four team. Now, what I have up right now, Mike, we'll come back to the comments, guys, because uh, I want to at least tell you why I brought this up. Hockey Reference has their, uh, not just standings, but their projections, projected points uh, based off a thousand simulations that use the uh, remaining schedule, who they're playing against, so that it takes into consideration that strength of schedule, and uh, spits out what the points should be at the end of the season. Red Wings? According to Hockey Reference, and again, based on who they're going to be playing for the rest of the season, still made the wild card. Number four seed. Um, hmm. 92.5 points. They said uh, the best possible outcome, 114 points. Worst possible outcome, 63. And then again, Oof. it's not saying, like, oh, if they win out, they'll get 114 points. It's this, again, this thousand simulations. That was the best uh, result. Uh, I did want to call out, too, just for funsies. So I'm bringing this up to just kind of say, really cool thing on Hockey Reference. Analytics put us in the playoffs. But last little thing, Mike, if you haven't noticed it yet, we have a better chance to win the cup than the Tampa Bay Lightning do. Woo! 2.3% to Tampa Bay's 1.7%. Take that, Tampa, you pieces of shit. <laughs> I don't know if that's because like Toronto and Tampa would eliminate each other. And then I feel like most of those percentages make point, make, like make sense, except for like winning a playoff round. Then like Toronto should plummet because there should be like a, like a Toronto curve, <laughs> which I think right. we we're all aware of. 
Um, right. I, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it looks promising. I, I, I don't think we're going to get 114 points. Uh, that, <laughs> that would be pretty shocking. Um, but, uh, I mean, 90, 92 looks feasible. So I, I do like the, uh, the attempts by the robots. I like that. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's definitely something fun uh, to check out. Because, like, you could see how the schedule makes a difference. Because, uh, like, the Florida Panthers here actually end up with it, with their best points possible is actually better than ours, better than Tampa's. Gets pretty close to Toronto's. Um, and then we're kind of neck and neck, the Wings and the Sabres, even though the Sabres can't buy a win. I don't know. I might be talking out of my ass now. They might be winning or have already won today. Um, hey, remember when I told all of you that the Sabres were going to start great and then plummet to their doom? Yeah, happened again. What is this, like three years in a row? Oh, boy. Watch out. Matt has some receipts, you guys. <laughs> well, yeah, not you guys, not the listeners. He's coming. I'm talking to the people who don't listen to this show. That's, <laughs> I think <laughs> My target audience is people who knew the Sabres would eventually fuck it all up. Um. Oh, my gosh. Casey McIntyre. Zadina for Bo Horvat. All right. So, Zadina would be a piece in that, Casey. Um, and then you'd need, like, two Draft or three, picks. your second, third, and fourth piece to that trade as well. I know um, the, le- the latest scuttlebutt, Mike, for the, the guy who's actually scoring at a pretty hot pace right now, is on a one-year deal, uh, has been offered contracts that he... I don't know how you use how I don't know how you say this with any confidence as a reporter, but it's just he has no interest in signing them. Is that from his face? Did that sound come out of his face? No. But this is like down the line of like Vancouver reporters and then me sucking this in from different Oof. hockey podcasts. So Horvat is either not signing because he's not happy with the contract or he just knows that Vancouver's doomed forever. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't, they're, I, I don't think they're, I'm trying to get the Canucks cap situation pulled up. So, ooh, yeah, theirs is pretty tight. I will say it is pretty tight, but, um, damn. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of it going to Pedersen, was it Bozer, JT Miller, um, so I, I think they pulled up that graphic, and you actually have a slide coming for us shortly about um, captains across the NHL that do not have contracts ready to roll, um, including our uh, our very own captain, uh, Dylan Larkin. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I, I think it, that... would, uh, it would require qu- quite a bit of draft equity um, to get in the bidding for a Bo Horvat, Matt. Um, and I'm not against it. I'd have to hear the offer. But, uh, I mean, straight up, it would not be Zadina. It, it this, would it'd be a lot. This one centers. Oh, I apologize. No, um, it's fine. Uh, just while everybody's looking at it, just wanted to make sure everybody saw that. Um, but, yeah, I uh, Casey, I think this was one of the names we called out just because we were looking for, like, one-year contracts on who I thought would be shitbags this year. Um, Vancouver apparently didn't. Gave JT Miller a hell of a contract. Was JT Miller, is that eight years that they gave him? Good gravy. Um, you know, and they could have had four first round picks from us and just let us have Elias Patterson, even though a lot of people right now would probably argue, <laughs> was that the best solution considering Vancouver sucks ass right now? Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, Casey, it's a great question. Uh, Zadina is, is one that, um, yeah, I think, I think right now, if you were Zadina, you're probably at this point hoping for one of those moves that gives you a little bit more opportunity. And then the Red Wings are are, like, we talked about with, uh, Max, uh, Boltman. So just to like, we've said it, but I'm just trying to qualify it as like, Hey, there's a guy that writes for the athletic that also said it. That's why I do this. But, um, also said, you're probably looking at one of those trades where it's like, Project for project. Who wants to take on this project? Do you have more of a need for this winger project? And we have more of a need for maybe a defensive project. Who knows? You know, you can make the argument. We have quite a D 
deep pipeline for defensemen, so maybe a winger project is just <laughs> fits in perfect with our needs, and we could be patient with Sedina. Um, did, uh, do you know, did Horvat update his position? Because he is listed as a center on cap friendly. Yeah, he, sh- he should be a center. Um, because, okay. um, uh, again, the other thing with Horvat, I, I don't want to get off that point too much because he's kind of right in the wheelhouse where if we think that, you know, this team can actually get, you know, 92 plus points for the season. He'd be a win now guy uh, who basically, I think he had what, 21 points in 19 games um, in a position of need because we know that this team has been trying to figure out the center role uh, <laughs> kind of down the line, especially with all the boo birds for cop. Um, Puse, eh, he's kind of had some moments, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, to be able to have Bo at, at uh, the second line center, my God, uh, that would that'd be. Uh, a hell of a lineup, Matt. Um, but just the the one thing to keep in mind is, yes, the cap is going to open up, uh, but we haven't signed Larkin. We have not signed Bertuzzi. Don't really know what's going on there. And if you're going to sign Bo, a dude who's going to be, you know, 28 this offseason, uh, this is his opportunity to get that bag. So he's not coming at a discount. So if you're going to give up Red Wing draft pick equity, just remember, you're, you'd be getting into that uh, lengthy investment. Uh, time and money-wise. Yeah, and I, I'll i say this, too. I think we're sitting here talking about, like, is this... Are the, are the standings real right now? Are we going to be on the positive side or the negative side of those 77% of teams make the playoffs if they have a playoff spot after Thanksgiving? Like, which side of that are we on? 77 or 23? Right now, you and I, we're really close. We watch these games. We're saying, yes, it's good. It's real. Let's enjoy these games. Let's try and win some. I think nationally, like I told you, everybody's going to lean like, oh, definitely the Red Wings will not be here by the end of the season. There, I mean, there's there's a lot of competition. Um, that being said, if that's what this episode's about, then that means we're also going to be huge players as buyers at the trade deadline this year. I think there's a lot to be said for not having to look at a Bo Horvat right now and thinking long-term and wondering if, with the way Vancouver's trending, as they continue to just trail down and have, like, internal, um, I don't know, fights. Uh, Craig throws out there, Horvat does have an attitude problem, so that's not going to be, that's not going to help I anything. Mean, but when your team stinks, everybody has an attitude problem. Correct. If he comes here with Lalone and he's playing in front of Huso and, you know, next to Larkin, or I, I think those attitude problems go away. Yeah, and I, I would, I guess to kind of double down on that too, you have those problems on the bad team. You let that bad team continue to struggle, and then you can just kind of pick what you want once you get up to the trade deadline as that team just becomes more desperate to, to find anything. Um, you also kind of want to see what happens with Horvat. You know, like, let's, let's get some more season under him. Let's see see what he does production-wise, I think, uh, is a good idea. And I, I still – I think my big pause for any big moves and making a huge push this year for the playoffs – like, that's what you're doing, right? You enter the trade deadline as a buyer. You're saying this is the year, right? I think yeah. I think what uh, was said before Ace Fishing uh, threw out there was like, um, you know, Z in a first. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted more, especially right now. I think you do that if the is prospect that... is, you know, Edmondson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not going to get uh, away with, uh, you know, uh, Red Savage. You're you're going to have to put in a real player. Yeah, and I, I guess to my point, how far do we want to lean into this season to get a guy like that? Um, when maybe we're going to be looking for pieces in like the bottom four pairings, shore up that the bottom six. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be something to weigh. We've talked about how scary our, our defense is and where it kind of feels like, whoa, uh, I feel like uh, Edmondson would easily step in based on the deep cut analytics and uh, immediately be our second or third best defenseman. Um, that's a little hyperbolic, right, because of Sider and Hronik and Mata. But 
you know, we know Sherrod is not, you know, come out of the gates uh, red hot and our five and six defensemen could, you know, use an upgrade. You know, Wallman's played well since he came back. But, um, yeah, I mean, would you want to drop first-round pick Zadina and top prospect for second-line center or try to see what you can do defensively? Just just the options are out there. Something, something to think about. Well, um, oh, shoot. Um, I got to stall here because uh, I have a video clip I was supposed to add, and I did that. Um, Oopsie. <laughs> Oh, man, now I got to remember where I put all these video clips, too. Um, but, oh, my God. I don't even know how to improvise a topic here. Mike, what was your favorite goal of the game today? I'll tell you uh, uh, three of my favorite moments today, man. They're not, they're not about goals. One is yeah. uh, Bear Grin, who every time I hear Danielson say that, I just think of, uh, like, Happy the Dancing Bear. Uh, Berggren with that back check <laughs> in the first period was one of my favorite moments. Moment number two was on the penalty kill. Um, Larkin had a, um, a stop, a steal, and a dump. And uh, Mickey Redmond sounded a little bit like Gus Johnson uh, for NFL games. He's he's kind of yelling at the at the team like, "We got to get a line change for Larkin! Come on, guys!" You know, like to, I don't know, be, be Pacino and any given Sunday. Um, and then we got the line change. He's like, yeah, like you celebrating up in the box. Um, that was right. I don't think it was the five on three. I don't think so. Not yet. Um, and then moment number three was the organist. Uh, I stopped and I'm glad I recorded the game because he played baby shark. And there's a few fans. You can see him kind of going back and forth listening to baby shark. So, yeah. Um, those are my three favorite moments of the game. <laughs> the win was nice, but those three things were really cool. We had, um, it looks like Matt's getting an embedded video. Oh, yeah. Look, he muted it, too. Look at this production value. Woo! <laughs> yeah, but uh, here's the problem, Matt. Oh, yeah. right. It just repeats. I forgot. Uh, so that's our, our first Larkin goal. Uh, for, how do I want to put that? I almost said first Larkin goal of the game. You know how many he puts in every game. Uh, Mike. This is, this is fantastic to get this stat. Uh, 14th game starting goal, first goal of the game uh, for Dylan Larkin the last couple of seasons. Leads leads the league. Leads all players in that statistic. Uh, you want a guy that fires your team up, gets the ball rolling in the right direction? Like Think about how many times we, uh, we applaud like that notion of like, uh those game tying goals the game winning goals but you instantly like the the percentage is is not as wide uh for like you know a game winning goal game leading goal in the third period a goal that gives you a lead in the third period um you know you have a higher percentage of winning compared to that first goal of the game but that gets you moving in the right direction. That lets you hold on to whatever your strategy is going to be, and you're not moving in the wrong direction. I, I, I think this is so. This is a, definitely an overrated aspect that a player could bring to the game, is being the most wired, being the most awake, knowing that your team needs to get moving in the right direction, and they're going to take that zero-zero score and move it in your favor. Absolutely humongous. Um, but I want to talk more about Dylan Larkin, Mike, and uh, we're going to. Right after this. Are there any hockey fans listening? Yeah, of course there are. Light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with those same game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals are going to be scored, and more. How about uh, Dylan Larkin? Is he going to be uh, throwing that first little rubber desk in the back of the net? I don't know. All this is going to get you a shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with 
promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Jared calling out there to make sure everybody zooms in on Matt's favorites. Um, I honestly don't know if... Oh, wait, the favorites on my browser. Okay, wait, let me... Before I pull that up again, let me make sure I'm good. All right. Uh, Google Chrome's getting started. Bookshelf online. Uh, it does say Virgin, but it's a Virgin Mobile case study from oh. Harvard Business. Uh, Hearn Software, The Dynamics of Innovation. Uh, this is probably the most embarrassing one. Healthy drink maker uh, by brands launches its bevolution with discipline and audacity. Ooh, uh, yeah, I'd really my own... see porn. Ugh. I know. <laughs> Google Drive, uh, Sport, SpotRack, uh, HubSpot, and... 20 oh this this sounds bad but once you hear the end of it 25 live college net but it, it's actually just an education platform for you to sign in and do your classes um all right so we're good all the all the bookmarks that uh are more interesting are hidden from you guys oh Man, baby like, there they that, are that's like trying to get insider info in a in an Iserman interview my god there's there's <laughs> nothing in there what a bummer yeah, who's um, the noob that favorites porn? Just porn hub it up and see whatever the newest episode of or episode. <laughs> this week on porn. <laughs> it's, that is not how that works. See uh, what the newest <laughs> upload is. Um <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Uh did you have a new video for us? Yeah. Uh yeah, this is difficult now that I'm I have a giant screen next to me that I'm doing this with and so I can I've blew your face up. Now you're, you've got more coverage on this screen that I'm pointing at, and then this replay is on another screen I'm supposed to only be using for work. But that it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. All right. So what we did fail to mention here, Mike, and you brought him up at the beginning of the show, is Perron uh, turning the puck over and getting this place started over to Larkin. Um, but Larkin, Mike, who I dubbed today the $9.5 million man, uh, is going to, this whole time, like from this moment to the point of shooting he looks to be setting up a pass you can see where we're getting ready to go larkin's gonna go ahead and finish this right over lincoln's shoulder um mike our our boy knows what's up like we just mentioned that statistic of 14 again how the fuck do you say this uh Gabe starting goals. I don't know. One well, to nothing goals. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like that part of, of his uh, part of his bag of tricks is that part of his deceit is he's such a friendly team oriented guy. You kind of assume he's going to pass. And you're like, oh, wait, what are you doing shooting? Oh, man. You know, then a goal goes in. <laughs> so it's a smart trick um, of the old Larkin sleeve there to be such a community man. Yeah, we, and you brought this one up earlier. Uh, Prashant Dyer uh, tweeting out, since the start of last season, top 10 centers and expected goals above replacement per 60. Um, Matthews, McDavid, Bergeron, Stamkos, Nelson, Eichel, Dreisaitl, Malkin, Hughes, and Larks. Basically the first round of our fantasy draft. So. Yeah, right. So, uh, Bleacher Report decided to make us all, all Detroit fans, tighten their... Keisters. Yep. <laughs> I was going to go much dirty. I'm glad you jumped in. Um, we all got, we got, we all got upset because, uh, of course, the World Cup is going on right now. So, Bleacher Report decided to remind us all that there Trevor was a... where's Red Savage? A World Cup of... Well, he'll be in the... I thought he was Team USA. Is he Canada? I'm not prepared to comment. Anyway, there's no Dylan Larkin on here. Um, Mike. <laughs> Is Red Canadian? I feel like he's Canadian. Uh, born in Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, Red shoot. Savage. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, I don't know where you were going with that, but we we're all more angry about Dylan Larkin. So, Matt, we really I, uh, needed uh, Tage Thompson. 
Tage is ripping the shit out of the puck right now. That that is going quite well. Um, we love we we love Dylan Larkin. This is a hell of a lineup. I, mean, I think we getting, all have to admit that, right? Are you dropping uh, Maddie Donuts uh, beignets? I think that's the best argument, and I feel like Dylan has a better long-term showing than than Tage, who I just said is ripping it right now. It's just not one of those things where I look at this roster and I go, easily, boom. I think you're just making, like, you just make the decision. Like, I I would rather have Dylan Larkin over Matthew Kachuk, um, Colefield, Tage, Brady Kachuk, uh, Maddie Beniers, and I had the argument at work at the beginning of the year. Would you rather have Johnny Hockey or Dylan Larkin? And I picked Dylan Larkin, so I'm going to throw him there. So I'm just putting – I'm taking Dylan out of his his position uh, as well. So I, I feel like you can spot him on the wing. Um, I mean, this looks pr- like pretty strictly positional, right? So, I mean, you know, Larkin will almost certainly make this team. He just might not be the first or second line center. Uh, definitely not the first or second line center. I, and again, that's another like touchy conversation of, um, would you do a one for one, like one for one trades right now? Austin Matthews. Absolutely. I'd still hesitate on Jack Eichel. I would, uh, would I do Cole Caulfield? No, I would keep working. So I mean, you could, you know, plop him in right there. Right. That's where I was. That's what I was kind of doing. You know what? Even like Trevor Zegris, like I'd much rather have Dills than. Whoa, uh, whoa not the Z Man. Obviously, the Z Man. He's he's gonna be moving up that ladder. Oh yeah. <laughs> Friend of the show. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Jared throws out there uh, our whole uh, bookmark conversation. Oh my God, this is driving me crazy. I can't get my mouse off my new screen. Uh, Jared says, just reminded me that the Vikings had a pick of a port star on the Jumbotron after someone tweeted they were a family member serving in the army. Hmm. Oh. That's pretty good old Minnesota. Doo-doo. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dan Beat, uh, said, I almost said tweeted out, Stevie's a tough negotiator, Larkin deal will get done, Bertuzzi not so sure. I like I like the Larkin part because that's definitely relevant. So I, that might be bad timing on that on me reading that one, but uh, certainly like we feel like we've come up with a, enough evidence here uh, that maybe Bleacher Report just got a little too excited on what would be that team because we're talking, you know, another four yeah, years I mean, down the line potentially. Yeah. So. They're putting a lot of young pups out there. So. As a, right. Is it totally plausible that he's been outplayed at that point or has maybe started to come down? Yeah, statistically. Absolutely, that's possible. So that could be part of the conversation, but that could also be part of the conversation. I I, I don't know. I guess I guess maybe a lot of these guys, it's not going to be part of the conversation except for like Goudreau and will Austin Matthews ever come back down? I think I saw, I think I saw a tweet today, one of the tables showing like uh per season goals and like austin matthews has not had the highest peak in his per season goals but he's had the most consistently high peak so it looks like he's on pace to catch up to uh Ovi. um anyway all right we did it right i don't think we really landed in a good spot there because of uh, mike's red savage call out of course, we had to get that settled before uh, I could make my point that I thought maybe Dylan had a lot of space to fit into this roster, which is a good-looking roster. It's not like I look at this and go, oh, I can't believe this. It's just one of those where the only thing I can't believe is that Dylan Larkin isn't on here. But, uh, again, what else is a Red Wings fan going to say? All right. Um, we looked at some Dylan Larkin highlights. Uh, what else have we done today? We've kind of celebrated and decided – Damn it all to hell, this is it. We are we are going to just go for wins, go for playoffs. We we're we're all in. We're gonna start scoreboard score scoreboard watch. Oh my god. Scoreboard watching. Uh we're we're ready. Um there's one guy we haven't mentioned yet though. And he's now on. 
a five-game point streak. And his name is Philip Aronik. He's got one hell of a mustache going right now. And yeah. I think he added a goal and an assist to make this a five-game point streak. Holy mackerel, Sorona killing it right now. And um, we talked about it earlier. I think Jared was the one who pointed out we have a new Norris candidate. We thought it was going to be Cider, but instead, Philip Aronik. Now, a um, couple of things to talk about. Somebody mentioned earlier, I think it was Dan B, said... Um, Moritz Sider's figuring out Ben Sherratt, or he has figured it out. But also a few weeks ago, we were reading articles about Olimata and how he's quietly the best defensive defenseman on the team. Mike, has that allowed Philip Aronik to go full Philip Aroner all over, all over the rest of the NHL? Well, I, it's two things, right? Um, yeah. He's able to get more points. You know, he, he's he's been a quarterback on our power play for a couple of years now. And now that our power play unit is a little more fleshed out, I think it's easier for him to, you know, get tallies on the on the score sheet because this Ass- power play is not completely. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not completely uh, flaccid out there. So it's it's nice that he, you know, has a <laughs> he has somebody to quarterback to um, on the power play. But yeah, the other thing that. um I know that uh, the commentary talked about today during the game was because Mata has been so good defensively, it, it allows Hironic to take a few more risks, um, you know, per shift, uh, per period, per game. Um, so, yeah, it's, it stands to reason that this guy who does have skill offensively as a defenseman uh, would start to score. So I, I think they're putting him in a really great position to uh, kind of, you know, showcase his, his talents and, uh I, I I think that, you know, Red Wing fans are excited for, uh, you know, a, a Mata extension. And uh, I think Hronik is also sending Steve some texts like, uh, hey, I, th- I think we should keep this guy for the exact same number of years that I have left. Because um, I, I think he likes that pairing a lot. Yeah, um, things are going well. There, they're going well on the power play for uh, Roner, and uh, it's worth, I think it's worth taking a moment to uh, dissect this uh, this play here where Hironik's going to put another one in the back of the net. Um, all this starting, uh, as I try to lean over to see my screen here, can, can we just, can we just talk about Cop trying to use his face to uh, push Lincoln out of the way? Uh, now the puck's gonna get away here, but um, clearly, like jumping in here is what brings in, like it it is the aggressive play, and I don't want that to be ignored, like of cop because we've been pretty harsh on cop, and we're like, well, he's a two way forward, and all of his defensive analytics suck ass, um, as I put last week, very eloquently, yeah. yes, and. Um, so we're trying to figure out, like, what does Cop really bring to the table? And even, uh, like, our boy Max Boltman wrote an article and said, don't worry, that two-way def- uh, forward is on his way. Well, anyway, while we still try to figure out if that is true, uh, at least we have a guy who's willing to sacrifice his face to bring in the entire Nashville Predators penalty kill so that Bergeron can get the puck wide open and set up our boy. Look at this rip. Look at this. Look. Look how far Hronik is just ready to go, man. This this was a goal right here. <laughs> he already knew this was going. Yeah, to that hockey the stick is at Super Saiyan level right now. Right. This is this is over what nine thousand or ten thousand. Um, yeah. yeah, rip here, cop. Still trying to tip it away from the net. He's not happy. It was so powerful. If the like the other angle, yeah, he like bends the knee. He he literally almost tears his ACL getting this shot off. That's how powerful it was. <laughs> yeah, I like watching those. Look at that rip. Um, so, yeah, Cop does his best to try and deflect it away from the net, uh, but it goes in. And, uh, I again, I'm teasing Cop there, but uh, did want to call that out. But that, to your point, things just seem to be working out a little bit better for Heronic with the guys who are around him. Um, and what we saw maybe in years past was just that, just the opposite. Those same folks that were around him, not the same exact humans, but uh, in the same positions, 
No, they, yeah, again, they, they found him a perfect dance partner with Mata and then the power play unit, um, you know, actually has some teeth. So it's, it's nice to see him in that position and succeeding. This is, uh, you know, we know Hironik had a couple, was it, was it two kind of rough years in a row? Um, after being the guy who, you know, we turned to, to lead the team in minutes. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's really nice. Uh, you know, seeing this guy, you know, on an upswing really like that. Yeah, Dan B says, well, he's hitting the net more fre frequently than past years. Um, I can't say that for sure myself. I have, I did not keep track of his uh, attempts turned into shots. But I will say that wide open look is not something I'm used to seeing Heronic uh, getting. Uh, I, I'm used to a lot of uh, trying to hang on to the puck on the blue line trying to keep the puck in and uh actually even even more so just try to get the puck into the offensive zone for that power play so this could just be that difference where you have the ability to put a guy like tyler bertuzzi on your second power play we trust bergeron already has four points in six games to start his nhl career uh and let's play the same game we played with the standings um talking about getting away from fake 500 Bergeron looks, we called him last week. I called him a turnkey player. He looks ready to go. This doesn't look like something where he's getting like fake points. Um, yeah, there's though, no cheapies, I mean, that, just uh, deflections. That assist, was, that assist was pretty much Aronic. But, uh, you know, he, thank God Aronic could blast this one through the net. Um, but, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these things could all work together. And now Aronic's able to put those, those shots at, at the net um danby actually calling out maybe what we're talking about he got blocked a lot rocketed off the glass blocked a lot absolutely and if you don't have cop trying to scrape his teeth into the ice to make some space um does he get that shot off i don't know but right now it's working for him it's working out pretty well and uh just we did enough taking dumps right on top of heronic's head so um got to Got to shine it up every now and then. Shine up that helmet, make it look real pretty, just like Magnus Helberg's new helmet, uh, old helmet. He's coming back. <laughs> Magnus Helberg, claim from Seattle. Uh, I'm happy. We were sad that uh, he wasn't getting another go at it, and uh, Mike could be a reason why. <laughs> we're oh, looking boy. at HockeyViz, HockeyViz.com. Uh, this is a couple days ago, so this does not include uh, who's so shut out tonight. Uh, but it certainly includes all of Nedeljkovic's games so far. Woo-wee! Holy mackerel. Um, now, Huso, so you guys know, he's right there. Boop. There he is. He's in the is good he? territory. <laughs> is he top right? What was that? Is he yeah, top he's right? top right. Oh, can you see? Oh, my mouse. Wait. Yeah, we can't see your mouse. Yeah, you can't see my mouse. This is a slide. ha <laughs> ha um yeah huso's top right delkovich all the way at the bottom bottom left um the worst i think based off this graph i can like i don't know how you go in any other direction now again we talked about it at the top of the show brought it out we know team played like shit in front of delkovich but Nadelkovich did not help. <laughs> he also looked like shit. Um, all right. Uh, Jared says you can't read it. He wants it enhanced. Um, go to HockeyViz.com. Go, go look up his goalies chart. I'll just pull this down. Basically, what we're trying to say, if you were wondering what Helberg's doing here, um, carrying statistically the worst goalie in the league from what we just saw was measuring... Um, expected and allowed so we talk about that all that all, all the time of uh, goals saved above expected and who's doing fantastic in that realm um but net not and if you have an opportunity to bring in a guy who you spent some time bringing in last year from europe and we know he's a journeyman uh, himself so he, he doesn't you don't necessarily have to play this game of like oh what's our future with magnus helberg but maybe there's something that needs to be worked out with Ndelkovic. Maybe he needs a little extra time. Um, but ultimately, it's just not looking good for Ned. So to answer that question, if anybody had it, 
Why is yeah. Holbrook here? Um, yeah, and we know Steve likes him big. Oh, yeah, he does. And Magnus is a huge six-foot-five goalie. Um, As his name suggests. Yeah. The, the Magnus. M- Magnum Opus. The Magnus himself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I think on the broadcast, um, they talked a little bit about how that might be related to fleshing out the Grand Rapids roster. But, uh, woo! I mean, uh, Ned has had a really rough start to the season. And, um, yeah, I... It, it kind of feels like uh, Magnus is here to kind of spell Huso and not really the Griffins. Yeah, like Dan throws out, they're really going to carry three goalies. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's just one of those things. I think you got to line up some options for the future, especially if we're going to play this game for a whole episode. Is this team gunning for the playoffs? And then we go, well. We also statistically have a goalie that's going to allow three goals for every expected goal. So you don't, yeah, yeah, you can't I, play that game a third. Listen, time. we we love Ned, right? Because uh, um, uh, who's that Buster that we had last season? Uh, the backup that we got from the Islanders. Oh, Grace. Yeah, uh, Grace. And, uh, you know, we had, we know Ned had that, you know, uh, what was it, hot, I think like six weeks, six to eight weeks to start the season. And then we had a bunch of narratives about, you know, him getting tired and not used to being a number one goalie. So we're basically clinging to like two months of him being really good. And then, uh, you know, uh, sample size, it's, uh, you know, like five to six months. Uh, roughly triple of the good months where he has not, you know, been excellent. So it's yeah. nothing against them. He just, you know, if, if this team's trying to go somewhere and there's such a wild disparity um, where it literally brings the whole team down and you can see, you know, that goal differential is, is much closer to being even uh, because of all the poo-poo efforts of Mr. Nadalkovich. Responsibly, you got to look at some options. Um, so I don't know if, um, you know, the magnum opus is necessarily going to be starting, um, you know, 20 games, but I, I don't, I think the bar is, 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 you know, getting like the measuring stick is higher for this team. The expectations are higher. Um, so yeah, Ned, we, we can't, we can't, this is not acceptable. Like you got to figure out a way to kind of figure out, you know, what, what you did last year when you were doing well, because we feel like the defense is playing a lot better. And it just feels like when you're out there, just things are snowballing and we, we can't even compete. And, uh, you know, it looks like it might be a tight playoff race. We want to be a part of it. And uh, we're bringing in a guy for some competition. And yeah, Craig, Craig throws- optimistically saying could be a trade for Ned. Uh, I, I mean, I would say you're, you're losing that trade because uh, you're trading money his value is super low. I want so to not, bring not this impossible. Up. Not impossible, but just saying that's that's what's going to happen if you do try to trade him. I mean, there's yeah, Danby's bringing up the waivers conversation, Craig bringing up the trade conversation. The reason I wanted to bring this up was because we are in the top ten for money spent on goaltending in the league. So it is one of those things where you're spending that much money, you don't want half of it to hurt you, and you also don't want you you said. Maybe you're not doing this and you're like, oh, Helberg's going to get 20 uh, games this year. Well, what you don't, you really don't want is Huso playing like 70 games. <laughs> so <laughs> we need we need to split this up somehow. There needs to be a solution. I don't have it all figured out. I think this is the first domino, correct, if I could put it that way. Um, I think it's just something to keep your ear to the ground and it's going to have to move quickly. Um, but... Yeah, it's uh, it's not a move that if I were Nadelkovich, I'd be like, awesome. I love Magnus is my buddy. He was here for a couple games last year, you guys. Um, he's really cool. You guys are gonna love him. So that is not Ned's attitude. It could, you know what? He's he's a swell guy. Maybe it is his attitude, but uh, maybe not when he's alone in his hotel room. No, he, he can't be excited now. about this news um, because I, I think it, you know, crystallizes, uh, you know, my performance is not where it needs to be. Yeah. 
Uh, Dad, I think you're going to get the last comment. Love, Ned. Guy gives up a soft one way too early. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to sign off for the night. I hope you guys all have a wonderful, uh, wonderful holiday, wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, thanks for tuning in uh, so late. I wanted to do post game because I know you guys don't want to watch our episodes when it's during a game. And I understand that. And it's a lot of content to absorb. Um, but thank you for anybody that uh, was watching, I guess, you know, the Bally Sports crew talk about it. And then the numbers went up. So ooh, I know what you guys are doing. No, I'm kidding. I don't care. Um, but I'm glad you guys came aboard. Uh, if you guys have a second, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you're new to the show and you had some fun. Uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Do, it does us a world of good. Same thing on Spotify. But uh, anything you could do to help us get the word out, the easiest thing in the world is going to be that uh, like button, that subscribe button here on YouTube. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you guys wanted some Red Wings rant uh, stuff and you didn't want to pay full price. I like the Iserman uh, uh, fleece. That's my favorite. Well, you can find that on our shop which you guys can uh, head to the description here. You can find our shop. Uh, but I uh, did want to call out. Be doing Black Friday sale uh, through Cyber Monday. So uh, we'll Ooh. have a little bit of a discount for you guys if you've been hesitating to get your Red Wings rant gear. It'll be on sale. So keep an eye out. No emails or anything like that. We'll just kind of tweet it out. So you guys just keep an eye. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Have a great holiday. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your turkey, everybody, if you're a Canadian enjoy what i've been told it's like kind of like a unspoken holiday day off kind of thing so have fun with that too all right hey. guys we'll we'll see you later ham is better <laughs> <laughs>